Welcome to the True Falls Film Festival. Welcome to the True False Podcast, presented by KBIA. I'm Sebastian Martinez Valdivia. It's been a while, and we're not quite back, but we will be soon. The True False Podcast will resume in earnest on March 17th, just about a week and a half from now. But we do have something to tide you over. True False is running a virtual retrospective series in the lead-up to the fest. It's called Hindsight, and it's an eight-week series that starts this weekend and features films from as far back as 2007. You can take part by picking up a pass on the True False website or buying tickets for individual films. If you've ever been to True False, you know sometimes you'll see a film that sticks with you, but is extremely hard to find anywhere else. This series is a chance to see some of those gems again. Ted Rogers, the programmer at Ragtag Cinema, handpicked the films and sat down with the podcast to tell us about the series. It is, uh, I think it's just really representative of the ethos of True False's programming. This isn't by any means some sort of uh, definitive guide to, to nonfiction filmmaking, but rather I think it's, it's that these films viewed in series really highlight, I think, what true false endeavors to uh to continue championing that uh nonfiction is a much broader term than just documentary that it's um it's about expanding mediums it's about challenging notions of authenticity or reliability or truthiness <laughs> uh that it is about experimentation it's about varieties of scope it's about really just kind of pushing the definition of of documentary in that sense. I feel like most people who've gone to the fest and gone to like 10 or 11 films over the course of the weekend have had that experience where you're in a small theater, maybe on Thursday night or something, and you see a film that you just selected on a whim, and it becomes the film that you have to tell all of your friends and everyone else about. And half the time, I feel like when that happens, it's not showing again that weekend. Um, and so you're out of luck. You mentioned going off of programmer's notes. Can you talk about the process of selecting the films that you chose? Yeah, absolutely. So I, in the immediate, tapped the programmers who are building this year's site. So Angela Catalano and Amir George, uh, as well as David Wilson, who is, of course, one of the founders of the Fest, who's the acting interim art director, and talked to them about their choices, but dove deep into our old systems that we used for tracking things because the fest has always used some combination of different project management software. And there is uh, sort of a wealth of knowledge and there's also a, a, a dearth of it. I think that there is like, you can see where the fest sort of has, has made moves between software and where things were definitely happening on paper or in conversation. But when people are excited about things, there is this inevitable sort of uh, even if it's not very many words, there is an expression of that, like, this is the one for me. Like, this is this is the film I have, it has to be here. And it might get relegated to that small room, which is also to say, I mean, like you just said, that's been my experience with the fest every year that I've attended, is that there is a, uh, a very unique, very small experience that ends up sort of 
having this electricity around it, that there is this, this feeling of you had to be there, <laughs> you know, and these are obviously, I mean, these are films, they, they, they can be watched uh, over and over and over again, but these are films that definitely garnered some small moment around them. And it's, it's sort of ineffable, but these are the ones that I think have stuck with people. So this is a virtual series, meaning that everyone's going to be watching these films um, on their own, um, you know, on whatever device is available to them. So how, how did that influence your selection process? How did that factor into the choices that you make? Were you thinking about how this was going to play, you know, on your computer or on, on a television? Taking, I guess, a venue... <laughs> in in quotations here uh into account absolutely these are films that i think translate well to a small screen but there are also films that you know if 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 one can embrace the idea of a virtual festival because that's really what hindsight is it's 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 its own microfest i think these films would absolutely be worth sort of gathering a pod or even just going through the effort alone <laughs> to, to set up a projector and to sort of experience your own little festival moment alone or with others in a small group. But either way, I think that there's, you know, there are certainly films that don't translate to a small screen, but I think that these do. And I think that they can be sort of viewed completely out of context from one another. But obviously I think the sequence matters. If you were to pick maybe two or three films that you were particularly excited for people to get the chance to see again, um, wh what are some that stand out? The the Vanquishing of the Witch Baba Yaga from Jessica Oreck, which played uh, at True False in 2014, was definitely one of those films that had that ineffable sort of electricity around it. It has continued to just sort of spark this memory of having seen it or having heard about it every time that I've that it's been brought up, uh, whether in conversation or on Twitter. It has played elsewhere um, and it has had a life after its initial festival run. Impact Partners has done a lot of work around it as well as the filmmaker herself. But that is, I think, completely emblematic of, of, of what True False sort of strives to be. Additionally, Shakedown from Lila Wanrab from True False 2018, Shakedown was the film that I mentioned uh, or alluded to as having had a life on Pornhub. It made a lot of waves because of that, <laughs> but it is a film that charts, I believe it's about 12 or 13 years of footage of the filmmaker documenting an underground LA black lesbian strip club that is just an absolute sort of vision of, of DIY filmmaking. It is really raw both in terms of content and and just the aesthetics of it it is uh the movie is is pretty punk rock it's 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 phenomenal and it's just a non-stop sort of visceral experience and it's fantastic uh and then mandabala send a bullet uh from jason Cohn, which was the oldest film in the series from 2007 is probably the film with the most like the, the highest sort of uh mythological standing but it has this sort of legendary status. Uh, it is a film about violence and those who capitalize off of violence in Sao Paulo. And it sort of looks at it from a very sort of two-tiered kind of class perspective. And it is deadly serious, but it is, I believe the filmmaker told his cinematographer to make it look like RoboCop. And then the entire thing is just scaffolded by Tropicalia soundtracking and it just feels like a South American crime movie 
even if that's you know a niche sort of cultural signifier i think it's like it, it's immediately tapped into that this is a very cool experience it's hyper cinematic and it is terrifying and it's funny and it just yeah it's so cool i don't know how else to describe it but uh yeah it just has this this serious like crime flick cool about it and it's it's probably it's our closing film of the series and it is all but vanished uh for for a long time is there anything else that you want to add about about the hindsight series yeah absolutely so one of the efforts that we're making with the series is to provide a sort of supplemental educational perspective and not aimed at students or uh, sort of the general public, but rather directly to teachers and instructors. So we're going to be working with our um, community outreach and education department. We're going to be leading a open discussion during the series on not just how to teach these films uh, to a class, but how to generally use film to teach uh, any sort of perspective, you know, I think uh, tearing down sort of the, the traditional uh, understanding of what an educational film is, but rather how to sort of look at a text uh, from an educational perspective, how to sort of interpret experimental films and how to really tap into uh, resources sort of beyond the direct surface. The True False Hindsight series starts this weekend, March 7th, and runs for eight weeks in the lead up to the fest. You can find the full slate of films and buy tickets at truefalse.org slash attend slash hindsight. That's all from us for now. Check back on March 17th for the official start of the True False podcast, which will document how this year's fest came together. This episode was written and produced by Olivia Moses, and our music is by Tim Pilcher. You can find past episodes of the True False podcast on our website at kbia.org or wherever you get your podcasts. Until next time, I'm Sebastian Martinez Valdivia.